The Fedora Chronicles presents the Metaphysical Connections News of the Week with Jason Cousineau for July 27th, 2019. Robert Mueller's Rule 34. This time, Jason and I, Eric Render Kingfisk, talk about the greatest conspiracy theories to come out of Mueller's testimony and the Mueller report, and what our government isn't talking about in regards to foreign agents and agencies meddling in our democracy. Jeffrey Epstein's suicide attempt, and a modern-day Frankenstein, an interior decorating with art made from human corpses. And laughs. I'm your host, Eric Render King Fisk. Stay tuned. It's over. The whole talk of of um, impeaching Donald Trump with the Mueller report is over. For anybody who has actually watched the hearings in their entirety. I'm not talking about what Fox has edited. I'm not talking about what MSNBC or CNN has edited or anything like that. Um, if any, the only news organization that I think is unbiased in all of this is, and I'm shocked to say this, PBS and <laughs> Rolling Stone magazine with their cover coverage of this topic um, on their webpage. And Matt Taibbi wrote this beautiful piece or at least I think I think it's a beautiful piece about how um, it's it's over. Mueller ended everything, the entire debate about whether or not Donald Trump should be impeached over the over Russia Gate, because it's pretty clear he's pretty useless as a witness. He, he kept asking people to re- repeat the question, like Bob Bob. What's your favorite color? I'm sorry, could you repeat the question? What are you asking? I'm sorry. And there were uh, some Republican congressmen who read him parts of the report and said, what do you you have to say about this? And it says, well, I don't know if I would really go along with with that conclusion. And I said, what are you talking about? That's in your own report. Oh, if it was in my report, then I stand by it. (laughs) Jeez. And I, and so he was he was walking back on things, and he just was freaking out of it. One of one of the clips, and I'm not, and I, like I said, I don't want to perseverate over this too much. But uh-huh. one of the clips that I'm going to include in the show page, and this is for the news of the week for July uh, 27th, 2019, is he was they're talking about the issue of conspiracy and the issue of conspiracy and collusion Mm -hmm. and it's in his report in the Mueller report collusion and conspiracy are both words that they used they they're interchangeable in on Mm -hmm. in the hearing Robert Mueller was saying no no the two the two are two different things altogether and the congressman had read a couple of paragraphs from Mueller's report and said, do you agree with that? Do you, do you agree with that? And Bob Mueller says, well, I, I really can't answer to that. And I said, what, what are you talking about? That's in your own report. <laughs> you wrote it. I, I just read you a, a paragraph in your own report. And then Mueller says, oh, well, if it's in the report, then I stand by it. Is that any true? Your investigation did not establish that members of the Trump campaign conspired or coordinated with Russian government in the election interference activity. Volume one, page two, volume one, page 173. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Thank you. 
Although your report states collusion is not so specific offense, and you said that this morning, or a term of art in federal criminal law, conspiracy is. In the colloquial context, are collusion and conspiracy essentially synonymous terms? You're going to have to repeat that for me. Collusion is not a specific offense or a term of art in the federal criminal law. Conspiracy is. Yes. In the colloquial context, known public context, collusion, collusion and conspiracy are essentially synonymous terms, correct? No. If no, on page 180 of volume one of your report, you wrote, as defined in legal dictionaries, collusion is largely synonymous with conspiracy as that crime is set forth in the general federal conspiracy statute, 18 U.S.C. 371. And you said at your May 29th press conference and here today, you choose your words carefully. Are you sitting here today testifying something different than what your report states? Well, what I'm asking is if you can give me the citation, I can look at the citation and uh, evaluate whether it is. Accurate. Okay, let me just be clarified. You stated that you would stay within the report. I just stated your report back to you. And you said that collusion, collusion and conspiracy were not synonymous terms. That was your answer was no. That's correct. In that, page 180 of volume one of your report, it says, as defined in legal dictionaries, collusion is largely synonymous with conspiracy as that crime is set forth in general conspiracy statute 18 U.S.C. 371. Now, you said you chose your words carefully. Are you contradicting your report right now? Not when I read it. So you would change your answer to no, yes then? No. The, uh, if you look at the language. I'm reading your report, sir. It's yeah, a yes or no page, answer. Page 180. Page 180, volume one. Okay. This was from your report. Correct. And I, uh, I, I, uh, I leave it with the uh, report. So the report says, yes, they are synonymous. Yes. Hopefully for finally, out of your own report, we can put to bed the collusion and conspiracy. One last question as we're going through. Did you ever look into other in countries investigated in the Russian uh, interference into our election? Were other countries investigated or found I, knowledge that they I, had I, interference in our election? I'm not going to discuss uh, other matters. That I yield back. There were a couple of times when it was just like it's clear he kept asking, you know, oh, where are you reading that? Where 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 are you reading that? It's in your own report, and they give him. So he just doesn't he just doesn't remember what the hell he wrote. One or two things are true. One or two things are true. Either he has a horrible case of senility, and he can't he can't remember what he wrote, which is which is fine because it's he's not fully versed with the report and the report is close to 500 pages. Right. That's, that's a lot. That's all. That's all. That's a lot to remember. But if you've lived with this document for two years, you ought to know, I mean, not chapter and verse, but you should be familiar enough to know where everything is in your own report. Am I wrong? Well, at the very least, I would expect him to recognize it as being familiar right so in that way i can understand him saying where did you where are you reading that from right um i don't think he may not have handled it well in terms of his not fully comprehending it but then again i mean he's been as they say dining out on this for two years or almost three years apparently almost three years so and you would think he'd be a little bit more familiar with this than any of the probably hundreds of other reports that he's that he's written. Right. This should be the one that's most ingrained in his head, I would think. Um, 
but I don't, I'm like you said, I wouldn't expect him to know every single word he wrote. He wouldn't, I wouldn't expect him to know everything in the report, but he should be at least familiar with it enough to be conversant and understand that what was in it and what wasn't right. You know, at the very least, the conclusions, I would expect him to understand what conclusions he put in the report didn't. The only thing that kind of makes me go, huh, is if he put something in there that he didn't agree with, but felt he had to put in there, then that might not be as solid in his mind. Right. You know, but then again, if he's been repeating the same talking points, which correct me if I'm wrong, one of the problems with him is that he seems to go back on what he says an awful lot. Right. And the end of this is he's, I'm, I'm, I'm shocked. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm shocked to tell you that he is, he's been a darling of the liberals for the past three years because he is one of the key people who presented this evidence that turned out to be bogus that led us into invading Iraq. Robert Mueller's name was synonymous with evil with Democrats before Trump was in office. Um. Yeah. There are a lot of things about Robert Mueller that people should like stop and think and like, oh, my God, like, who is this guy? And how did he how did he get into a position that he's in? People look like, oh, it's like you're a Marine and you and you served your country with honor and distinction. You earned the bronze star and the purple heart. And and I thank you for your for your service. And it was like three years ago. You're calling this guy practically the Antichrist because allegedly he lied to bring us, you know, right there with Colin Powell. About the about the evidence that quote proved quote unquote proved that Saddam Hussein had something to do with nine eleven, and they had weapons right. of mass destruction that they were ready to launch at any second, which turned out to Did be not so much be the case. It's not so much the case, and it, and um, it's um it's amazing how you can become a darling of of uh, a political party like in an instant. And then an instant later, you're gone. You're out. Your your name well, is mud. That's where, right. And that's where I hope people like Tulsi Gabbard, who, again, I probably won't vote for her. Right. What I like about her is that she's not saying vote for me because I hate Trump more than everyone else. She's saying vote for me because this is what I think our big issues are. These are so- the solutions that I have for them. The These more are, we have yeah. candidates like that, the more we're going to get away from this useless and and just unhelpful back and forth of you agree with me that the other yeah. party's evil, so right. I like you today. You know what I mean? Exactly. It's just so myopic and and just self contradictory over time because you end up with people like Mike Mueller, yeah, becoming the darling of the left or the the media or whomever simply because they're saying bad things about the people you don't like. Yeah. That's no reason to, that's no reason to, 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 to give them the sort of scrutiny and platform that they seem to be getting, you know, just because they don't, just because they disagree with the same people you disagree with doesn't mean automatically that they're a credible source. Yeah. So here's something that should really, really make people sit up and say, wait, what? And this is, and I'm going to try really hard to make this as succinct as possible. 
Um, there's a book about the Hillary Clinton campaign that I think that everybody ought to read. And the book is called Shattered. And it documents the entire campaign. And and the thing is, is that it's frank and it's it's frank, it's honest, and it's painful um, about how honest it is about Hillary Clinton and how her the campaign really well, hold on. Let me sure. let me ask you this. Okay. Kind of going with the same theme of what I just said. Are you saying that because you don't like Hillary Clinton? Or is this the kind of book where someone who was pulling for Hillary Clinton and then was disappointed that she didn't get yes. elected? How are they going to read it and go, oh, that makes sense? The book is Shattered Inside Hillary Clinton's Doomed Campaign by Jonathan Allen, who is by far not a Republican operative. Um, he's, when you say not an operative, you mean not a Democrat, not a Republican he's, operative? He's not a Republican operative. He's not somebody okay. who, um, he, he, he did not go into this, um, he didn't go into this looking to, to, got, to get you with Hillary Clinton. He wanted right, to he, document he this historic rise of the first woman president. And the and and the more that he he was working on the book, the more he realized she's a figurehead at best, and she made these absolute horrible mistakes while on the campaign trail. Um, not going to certain states where, I mean, these were battleground states, and they they just thought that like Pennsylvania was in the bag for them, Ohio was in the bag for them. Florida was in the bag for them. They ignored these states that they needed. That's a perfect example. And mm-hmm. at the end of the book, they, um, Jonathan Allen document how the Clinton campaign was like cooking up this idea. How can we illegitimize um, Donald Trump's presidency? And they said, well, and they essentially had said, essentially, let's red bait him. And a, a lot of other journalists that have actually been on the Jimmy Dewar podcast um, had had said that there's evidence, strong evidence, that the Steele docu- dossier, the famous Steele, doc- Steele dossier, that everybody is saying that this is the smoking gun. And it was written and by... There's the Trump, the Trump collusion with the Russians. Trump collusion with the Russians. And uh, according to all these other sources that I'll link to on the show page. Um, Fusion GPS sat had a brainstorming session and said, what's the funniest lies that we could come up about Donald Trump that people would automatically believe? Oh, I know. When he was in Moscow, um, he and uh, uh, Putin... Um, were hanging out in a suite in Moscow and they hired prostitutes to urinate them on rubber sheets. I can't even say it without laughing. <laughs> well, because it's ridiculous. Because it's ridiculous. And they pa- and and they passed off this steel dossier and um as if it was truth. And the more that you investigate Fusion GPS and the ties to Hillary Clinton and this manufactured steel do- dossier. If you're a Democrat, you should be pissed because there's so many there's so many real things to be upset about when it comes to Donald Trump. There's a lot of like the whole thing, right. like Trump Tower Moscow, and and how 
Donald Trump was not suspending some of his shady business dealings while he was running for president because he was running on the the notion he was going to lose. And why would you want to stop dealing uh, with um, Moscow, Moscow City Hall to build Trump Tower in Moscow? Why would you miss out on all that business? That's some shady crap. Yeah. And Trump is not a darling. Trump is, there's things about Trump. I would not leave Trump alone with my wife for three minutes. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't let Trump alone with your ex-wife for three <laughs> minutes. Okay. Not just your ex-wife. I'm talking to you, the listener, not Jay, take a yeah. break. I'm talking to our listeners right now. I would not leave Donald Trump alone with your daughter or your wife or if, you, if or if you're Christine I wouldn't leave Trump alone with you Christine for 3 minutes. I don't like the guy. I think he's sleazy. There are things about him I detest as a human being. But this make believe steel dossier with bogus stuff. Well, it's the whole it's the arrogance of it, right? Right. There's they- they had the election in the bag, so it didn't really matter too much what they said. You know what I mean? Because they didn't really need it. They just had it just in case, so they didn't they didn't have to take it seriously. Right. And you kind of wonder if if she had been more I don't want to say competent because I think she's competent. I think it's I think it's arrogance, right? I think it's just pure hubris. If she had been more assuming she was going to lose or that there was a distinct possibility she was going to lose. Yeah. If she had been more vociferous or more adamant in her campaign than yeah. she had been, would be, we be talking about president Hillary Clinton right. right now instead of president Donald Trump. And I honestly think we probably would have, Yeah. but the truth is, is she, they just, and when I say they, I don't mean necessarily Hillary herself. I mean her campaign. Right. So maybe it is Hillary. Maybe it's her campaign manager. Maybe it's a combination. Maybe it's staffers. Who the hell knows? All of them assumed she was going to win. They just assumed it. Yeah. Now, we don't have to go to the battleground states because they're going to vote for us anyway. Because who the fuck's going to vote for Trump? You know, well, apparently a lot of people. So yet unfucked up surprise. And the thing is, is that another thing that we just don't talk about much is that so many people who voted for Trump voted not Hillary. Right. You know, and it was and Dennis Miller talks about this extensively in some of his shows earlier this year and last year about how people went to the polls and they said, I'm not voting for this person. I'm not. I'm not voting for her, and and. Um, now, to me, what's interesting is in this upcoming election, who, who the candidate is, is going to be very, very important for the Democrats. Democrats right now are not viewed as being very centralized. They yeah. don't have, uh, at least the perception anyway, is that they don't really have a centralized message. They're kind of all over the fucking place, so. If they get a candidate who at least enough of them can put lip service behind supporting, right? this is their election. They, this is their election to lose. They're more likely to win it than lose it. 
because not a lot of people, even people who are nominally on his side by way of party, not a lot of people like Trump. No, I don't. That's the truth of it. Yeah. You have people that are supporting him, but I honestly think a lot of them in their heart of hearts are like, dear God, I wish it was someone else. Right. Um, so this is still their election to lose. And if they put someone, put forth someone like, like smoking Joe, you right. know, like, you know, creepy Joe Biden, if they put him up as their candidate, I think there's going to be just a lot of people out there saying, oh, man, really? You know, I, do, I think because, people, people are going to stay home because of Joe Biden. Yeah, I think we'll see a, if we see a low turnout, it's going to be because the the general public, and I don't mean the diehards, I mean Joe Average out there who is not aligned with any party, who you know, the swing voters, you know, I think if we see a low turnout, it's because they're going, well, shit, there's just no one to vote for that I really care about. If we see a high turnout and Trump wins, I'm not honestly sure what that's going to mean. Does that mean... That mean people actually buy into Trump? Does that mean that, um, you know, that they believe in enough and at least the the things he's getting done that they're willing to put up with his shit for another four years? I yeah. don't know what that's going to mean. Yeah. But if one thing's for sure, if they get the right candidate, there will be a decent voter turnout and it will go solidly Democrat. Now, what I'm hoping happens is whoever gets elected, whether Trump gets reelected or a Democrat gets elected. I, honest to God, hope that Congress falls the other way. So if we get a Democrat president, we should have a Republican yeah. Congress. If we get a Republican president, we should have a Democrat Congress. When you look back in history, all of the great things that Ronald Reagan signed through, all of the great things that Clinton signed through, yeah. those were all done when they had an opposing party in charge of Congress. And I would hope that the American people look at that and realize that and say, okay, the problem isn't the party that's in charge. The problem is that there's a single party in charge instead of they having to actually work with each other and come to an agreement on things. And the fact that it was like, no, nobody wants to work together because they don't want to give the other team a quote win. Right. And, and, and it was, and it, so anyway, one of the points that I was trying to get at before we got sidetracked is that Sorry. when Robert Mueller was asked about Christopher Steele, can't answer to that. Can't answer to that. Um, right. He can't answer to that because it's not his gig. He didn't set it up. He didn't, you know, there's no there there. He And he, for, he had to be educated during the hearings about who GPS Fusion was. He was he was caught with his pants down. He and he looked like he you know he you know um he looks like one of those doddering old senile people that you see in traffic sitting behind the wheel and says oh the light is green I don't know what to I forgot what do you do when the light is green oh uh, with their hands touching their face like oh what do I do oh I forgot. That he had that kind of expression on his face, and it was just like, wait a minute, <laughs> you don't That's know who you don't know who Fusion GPS is, and it was like nah. the name of that firm was Fusion GPS. Is that correct? And you're on page one hundred three. One hundred three. That's correct. Volume two. When you talk about the the firm that produced the steel reporting, 
the name of the firm that produced that was Fusion GPS. Is that correct? Uh, I, I'm not familiar uh, uh, with uh, with that. I, well, I, let, you, let me just help. You, uh, it, it was. It's not. It's not a trick question. Right? It was Fusion GPS. And then, and then he said one thing about how he. Oh well, if it wasn't for this, the you know this 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 one decision by this uh, committee from the Justice Department, we would have impeached Trump. And then a couple of year, a couple of hours later, when when he went to the other hearing, he says, "I have to retract what I said." And it's like, no, it's that's not what I meant. That's not what I I misspoke. And so, and it was just like people are freaking out because he's not. He's not engaged. He's not, he, you know. Well, and they would, correct me if I'm wrong, but they were really relying on this testimony for reveal some solid answers. I mean, when I say they, I mean people on both sides. Right. We're hoping to finally get to the bottom of things, trademark, you right. know, and they find out, eh, he, 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 he don't remember, he doesn't remember shit. There should he, be people, there should anything. be people who are pulling their hair out saying, oh my God, I'm so angry. We, we put too much faith and emphasis on this. We done screwed up. Yeah. People should be angry that if you if you wanted to get rid of Trump, you put all your eggs in this one basket and then find out that it's got a hole in the bottom and the hole right. is named Mueller. Um, you got to be pissed. Yeah, you have to be. And or you should be. You should. You, you have should, every right to be. You should be pissed because he dropped the ball. He's not the guy who. Um, he's not the guy you thought he was for two years. People have been hanging on. You know, um, he's like the Messiah. Yeah. And he's like, oh, oh, Mueller is going to come down from the clouds and he's going to rescue all of us. He save us, Mueller, save us. Right. And then now it's look down and answer. No, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> it's the geek in me. I couldn't help it. <laughs> no, but that's that, that's entirely it. And this is to me, it's a great object lesson in um, putting your faith in the wrong things. Yeah, you can't you can't rely on people in times like this. You have to rely on facts. That's where the you know the report. Um, they really, if Hillary's team had done an actual solid case against Trump, even if he did get elected president, things would be drastically different because they wouldn't have to rely on a 74-year-old man's memory. You would be relying on facts that are verifiable, that can be backed up, that can be investigated, and can be proven. And they screwed up out of sheer fucking arrogance. Yeah. Be a completely different story right now. But they were like, ah, we're going to win anyway. Oh, oh, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's say, <laughs> let's say that, get this, get this. Trump and Putin had a threesome with a tranny. Let's do that one. Oh, yeah, nah, yeah. I don't want to buy that. Oh, come on. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, they, they were just having too much fun with it. Right. I, I have this mental image of a bunch of people all drunk sitting in a room together just kind of throwing shit out because it's four o'clock in the morning and they've had entirely too much booze and hillary switching back and forward to being crying hysterical and hysterical rage back and forth i see now i knew hillary was going to lose or at least i i was started becoming convinced that hillary could lose 
when the less she was in the news, the less she herself was on camera, the better her campaign did. I was like, that's really that's not awful. a good sign. That's awful. Um, and if you just do a Google, you know, if you do a Google search, Hillary Clinton fainting spell, it was around the weekend of, of September 12th, 2016. Um, Hillary Clinton collapse video shows Democrat fainting at nine 11 um, rally. Um, and a lot of people around September 11th. Um, I mean, you look at the images of her just before that she, I mean, it's awful. I mean, it's like you look at somebody and says, oh my God, that's the, that's the, that's the leader of our country. Well, yeah. Now see, here's the thing, right? If they, she had a crack fucking team of, uh, of marketers, they could have played that up as, you know, all of the weight of the memories came back on her and blah, 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 blah. They could have spun that. And they, as to my recollection anyway, they didn't even try. They didn't even fucking try. They didn't make one peep that it was because of her great love for the country kind of a thing. Yeah. Now, did they not do that because they were incompetent? Or did they not do that because they felt no one would buy it? I mean, that's a hell of a thing to think about, right? That really, President, yeah. Presidential candidate, they didn't think people would think she loved her country. Then you look at some of the statements that she had made over the years. You look at some of the things that she had done. Some of, Well, the rumors, anyway, of things that she had said and done. And you can say, huh, I could see them having that as a concern that people wouldn't buy it. Right. There's a lot. You know, you know and the thing is, a lot of people did not look at a lot of these concerns seriously. I mean, the idea that... I mean, no, they didn't. They I mean, didn't. I think they were so enamored with the personality of the person that they, they lost track of the candidate that they were supposed to be working for. Um, and to, going back to the book Shattered, it actually mm -hmm. spent you know, an entire chapter devoting, devoting to, to this. And where Joe Podesta really just to just to this fainting spell, just to the faint this particular fainting spell, and talking about how Uma Aberdeen and Joe Podesta were not communicating with each other, and I think it was Uma Aberdeen had said um, she's got a slight case of the flu, she's going to be okay, and Joe Podesta was like, no, no, she's fine, she's fine, everything's she's just she's just exhausted. That's all. Yeah, that's the ticket. Um, well, wasn't it wasn't it Woodward's book where he said that the Obama White House was just a big fucking mess and no one really knew what was who was in charge of what and he basically made so many promises to so many people and to his credit tried following up on all sure. of them that the government was acting in siloed formation so that each department was doing whatever the hell they wanted without consulting with anyone else and Huma Aberdeen was like. Uh, ground zero for all of that. She right. was the person that everyone was supposed to be interfacing through. One of the biggest criticisms that came out of this book shattered was that Uma Aberdeen acted as a um, gatekeeper to Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton had actually been um, cordoned off from a lot of people and everybody had to go through Uma to talk to Hillary and Hillary Apparently, after she had her concussion, 
um, after an, uh, that was a result of another fainting spell, I think a year or so earlier. Um, mm-hmm. She has a case of double vision sometimes, and she can't read things off of her cell phone or a BlackBerry. So many. So she was relying on Huma. Right. Who does? Who did not have a security clearance? This is. This gets even weirder. Well, it's in keeping with her email server anyway. You got to give her points for consistency. Well, now hold on. Now you mentioned because you, you stole my thunder. The, one of the controversies with her private email server is that since she couldn't read things on her cell phone, they actually had to print out secure documents from her email on paper for her to read. Mm-hmm. One of the people who was printing stuff out for Hillary was none other than Uma Aberdeen's husband, Anthony Weiner. And we all know what a huge security risk Anthony Weiner was. Yeah. And- Which, by the way, that's just an example of God having a sense of humor, the fact that he was named Anthony Weiner. <laughs> just got to... Just got to throw that out there. Just throw, just throw that out damn. there, Jay. Because, I mean, we are. We are immature. You know, I mean, yes. Jay and I, I mean, I'm 50 now, and I still have the mentality of an eighth grader. <laughs> Wiener. Wiener. <laughs> your name's Wiener, and you show your email to underage girls on the internet. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not, I, I'm ashamed to admit it. Um, but to make a short story long, Mueller was asked these hard-hitting questions. Who are these people? Who are these people? How come you didn't do more investigation into this? How come you didn't do this? How and I can't answer that. I can't answer that. I can't answer to that. I accept your question. Director, the FBI interviewed Joseph Mifsud on February 10th, 2017. In that interview, Mr. Mifsud lied. You point this out on page 193, volume one, Mifsud denied, Mifsud also falsely stated. In addition, Mifsud omitted. Three times he lied to the FBI, yet you didn't charge him with the crime. Excuse me, are, did Why you say not? one, I'm sorry, did you say 193? Volume one, 193. He lied three times, you pointed out in the report. Why didn't you charge him with the crime? Uh, I can't get into uh, internal deliberations with regard to who would or would not be uh, charge a lot charge. of other people for making false statements. Let's remember this. Let's remember this. In 2016, the FBI did something they probably haven't done before. They spied on two American citizens associated with a presidential campaign, George Papadopoulos and Carter Page. With Carter Page, they went to the FISA court. They used the now famous dossier as part of the reason they were able to get the warrant and spy on Carter Page for a better part of a year. With Mr. Papadopoulos, they didn't go to the court. They used human sources. All kinds of, from about the moment Papadopoulos joins the Trump campaign, you got all these people all around the world starting to swirl around him. Names like Halper, Downer, Mifsud, Thompson, meeting in Rome, London, all kinds of places. The FBI even sent, even sent a lady posing as somebody else, went by the name Azra Turk, even dispatched her to London to spy on Mr. Papadopoulos. In one of these meetings, Mr. Papadopoulos is talking to a foreign diplomat, and he tells the diplomat, Russians have dirt on Clinton. That diplomat then contacts the FBI, and the FBI opens an investigation based on that fact. You point this out on page one of the report. July 31st, 2016, they open the investigation based on that piece of information. Diplomat tells Papadopoulos, 
Russians have dirt, excuse me, Papadopoulos tells a diplomat, Russians have dirt on Clinton, diplomat tells the FBI. What I'm wondering is, who told Papadopoulos? How'd he find out? I can't get into the evidentiary file. Yes, you can, because you wrote about it. You gave us the answer. Page 192 of the report, you tell us who told him. Joseph Mifsud. Joseph Mifsud's a guy who told Papadopoulos. The mysterious professor who lives in Rome and London, works at teaches in two different universities. This is the guy who told Papadopoulos. He's the guy who starts it all. And when the FBI interviews him, he lies three times and yet you don't charge him with a crime. You charge Rick Gates for false statements, you charge Paul Manafort for false statements, you charge Michael Cohen with false statements, you charge Michael Flynn, a three-star general with false statements. But the guy who puts the country through this whole saga starts it all for three years we've lived this now, he lies, and you guys don't charge him. And I'm curious as to why. Well, I can't get into it, and, uh, and it's obvious, I think, that we can't get into charging decisions. When the FBI interviewed him in February, FBI interviews him in February, when the special counsel's office interviewed Mifsud, did he lie to you guys too? Can't get into that. Did you interview Mifsud? Can't get into that. Is Mifsud Western intelligence can't or Russian intelligence? Can't get into that. A lot of things you can't get into. What's interesting, you can charge 13 Russians, no one's ever heard of, no one's ever seen, no one's ever gonna hear of them. No one's ever gonna see them. You can charge them. You can charge all kinds of people who are around the president with false statements. But the guy who launches every, the guy who puts this whole story in motion, you can't charge him. I think that's amazing. I'm not certain I, I, I'm not certain I uh, agree with your characterizations. Well, I'm reading from your report. Mifsud told Papadopoulos, Papadopoulos tells the diplomat, the diplomat tells the FBI, the FBI opens the investigation July 31st, 2016, and here we are three years later, July of 2019, the country's been put through this, and the central figure who launches it all lies to us, and you guys don't hunt him down and interview him again, and you don't charge him with a crime. Now here's the good news, here's the good news. The president was falsely accused of conspiracy. The FBI does a 10-month investigation, and James Comey, when we deposed him a year ago, told us at that point they had nothing. You do a 22-month investigation. At the end of that 22 months, you find no conspiracy. And what's the Democrats want to do? They want to keep investigating. They want to keep going. Maybe a better course of action, maybe a better course of action is to figure out how the false accusation started. Maybe it's to go back and actually figure out why Joseph Mifsud was lying to the FBI. And here's the good news. Here's the good news. That's exactly what Bill Barr is doing. And thank goodness for that. That's exactly what the Attorney General and John Durham are doing. They're going to find out why we went through this three-year three saga and get to the bottom of it. time of the gentleman has expired. Most prosecutors want to make sure there's no appearance of impropriety. Uh, but in your case, you hired a bunch of people that did not like the president. Uh, let me ask you, when did you first learn of Peter Strzok's animus toward Donald Trump? In the summer of uh, 2017. You didn't know before he was hired? I, I'm sorry? What'd you... you didn't know before he was hired for your team? Uh, you know what? Peter Strzok hated Trump. Okay. You didn't know that before he was made part of your team. Is that what you're no, saying? I did not know that. 
All right. Uh, when did you and first acted, learn? When, we, when he did find out, I, I acted uh, swiftly to have him reassigned elsewhere in the FBI. Well, there's some discussion about how swift that was. But when did you learn of the ongoing affair he was having with Lisa Page? About the same time I, okay. I, I um, from, uh, struck. Did you ever order anybody to investigate the deletion of all of their texts off of their government uh, phones? Once we found that uh, uh, Peter Strzok uh, was an author of... Uh, Did you ever... Uh, may I finish? Order, well, you're not answering my question. Did you order an investigation into deletion and reformatting of their government phones? No, there was an IG investigation ongoing. Well, listen, uh, regarding collusion or conspiracy, you didn't find evidence of any agreement, I'm quoting you, among the Trump campaign officials and any Russia-linked individuals to interfere with our U.S. election, correct? Correct. So you also note in the report that an element of any of those obstructions you referenced requires a corrupt state of mind, correct? Corrupt intent, correct. Right. And if somebody knows they did not conspire with anybody from Russia to affect the election, and they see the big Justice Department with people that hate that person coming after them, and then a special counsel appointed who hires dozen or more people that hate that person, and he knows he's innocent, He's not corruptly acting in order to see that justice is done. What he's doing is not obstructing justice. He is pursuing justice. And the fact that you Gentlemen's ran it out two years means Gentlemen's you perpetuated injustice. I take, I take your Gentlemen's question. time has expired. The witness may answer the question. I take your question. Really? He said, he said, I accept your I question. I accept your question. Ask me what any... What the fuck does that even mean? Jay, ask me any question, any question at all. Okay. Um, what color are your wife's eyes? I accept your question. <laughs> it works. It's such a politician answer. It works. It works. Ask me another tough question. Make it a, make it a real good one. Ah. Uh. Damn, and it's got to be somewhat politically correct. Shit. Um, okay, 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 okay. Uh, a difficult one. What did you get for your fourth birthday? I accept your question. <laughs> <sighs> how, how do you come back from that? How, how do you come back from that? I accept your question. I accept your question. I'm going to use that on my boss today. Honey, to did, you, honey did you cheat on me when, when you were in Las Vegas with your best friends? Honey, I accept your question. <laughs> Who does that? <laughs> so to make a short story. Hey, I got a question about the $7,000 charge on our credit card and the note for it is snacks. Um, what's up with that? I accept your question. I accept your question. So um, there are a lot of things in this. And you and I actually read um, Attorney General Barr's letter summary of um the, the 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 Mueller report yeah i was trying to come up with a funny name for the Mueller report because i don't think it's the it, i don't think it's the Mueller report anymore and the thing is is that most of the report or the second half of the report is devoted to looking at 
this Russian company, IRA, I'm not sure, I don't remember, Internet Research Association or something. Yeah. And the thing is, is that they're using social media to try and influence the elections. And there's accusations, I believe, that they, I'm not sure if, I don't remember if it was in the report or not, because I wasn't briefed by Mueller's team before we did this podcast. Um <laughs> That they sounds like Mueller wasn't either, so you know you're in good company. They were trying to influence the elections, and why? Why did they favor Trump over Hillary when Hillary was already talking about lifting sanctions um, that were imposed on Russia because of their invasion of the Ukraine? Um, why? Why would why would Russia favor Trump over Hillary with the except? Well, Besides some, that's where the deals. argument always fell apart. Right? Is what was did Ru- what did Russia have to gain by a Trump presidency? That was the thing that always kind of fell down for me, right? Because when you look at why any organization, whether it's a person, a country, a, co- a corporation, whatever, you look at their motivations for doing things, they have to be getting something out of it. Nine times out of ten. Things do not happen because they are curious or because they just like the person. They happen because there has to be a gain for them for it. Yeah. They may be, there is a balance that's struck there, right? You're more willing to accept less return if you like the person, but you're still going to do it because there's a, there's a benefit for you in there. What could they have possibly gained from a Trump presidency? What could Russia have gained? I don't That's know. That's where it falls, it falls down for me. There was nothing that I could come up with that said, oh, yeah, they would get that. So that makes sense. I see why they would do that. And I just I just don't I don't get it. I don't see that that reasoning happening. I'm going to read something to you here. Let me see if I can actually get a better link to this. Um, Preferably one without a noisy ad. Yeah, exactly. Don't you hate it when when that happens? Um, Bill Clinton was paid more than $500,000 by Alpha Bank for a single 40-minute talk. Who was that that got paid that? Bill Clinton. Hillary. No, Bill Clinton was paid more than half a million dollars by Alpha Bank for a Russian now, Alpha Bank. Now, just, just so we're clear, who's, who is Alpha Bank? It's a Russian-owned bank. For for forty minute talk, right? And the Clinton Foundation is all about pay for play, right? Just stop and think about that for a second. Yeah, but they were colluding with with Trump, right? And to be honest with you, I, for, even though I know I I said that, what does Russia get out of it? I can also see Putin doing a bunch of things and basically colluding with both Hillary and Trump just to fuck with America so that we look like idiots on the national stage because that is a tangible result for him. We are recognized as the only superpower right now. And in Putin's mind, Russia should be recognized as a superpower. Yeah. And the fact that they're not is, is sticking in his cry. I mean, he's an old fucking Russian KGB agent. Right. He is, for him, the Cold War were the glory days. You know, so he, if anything, he wants Russia to be back on top. Right. Like they were. Um, And one way to do that is to take America down a couple of pegs to the point where Russia's already at. 
The other way is to get Russia up to where America's operating at. But let's face it, that's the reason why Russia fell in the first place, because they couldn't do that. So I don't know. It just it doesn't that I could see as being a motivation for him. So the best way to do that would be to collude with both of them. Right. You know, stupid Americans will work with both presidential candidates since let it no be known we were doing so. Yeah. They will tear themselves apart. Sounds like, you know, the plot from a really, really bad spy thriller from the 1980s. Yeah. When everyone was on coke. So all ideas were good, which is how we ended up with the bat nipples. Exactly. Bat nipples. The bat nipples. Mm. <laughs> how the hell did Joel... Uh, anyway. Um, how did the director of St. Elmo's Fire become the director of a Batman movie? That's something I want to know. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I really loved St. Elmo's Fire for what it was. But therein lies part of the problem. What was it? It was not something you would associate with, like, I'm Batman. No, not at all. You know? Not at all. Do you see how we did that? That's, that's how that's how scatterbrained we are. <laughs> so the thing is, is that the Mueller investigation into Bill Clinton fell apart. Uh, uh, the Mueller investigation into Trump. into Trump fell apart. And the ties to Hillary Clinton, the Steele dossier, and GPS, right. Fusion GPS. Because which correct me if I'm wrong, the whole, re- the whole impetus of the report, the whole thing he was to investigate was be- based on what was in that report, the Steele report. Yeah. So anything outside of that was outside of the scope of his investigation. So if that report is invalid or there's nothing there, then there's nothing he can report else he can really report on because they're not supposed to the they're bound by um they're bound by the the dictates of the investigation that they're conducting. Wanna read something As I understand it. Wanna read read something to you from the bastion of conservative um, journalism, the Chicago Tribune. <laughs> this is from November 20th, 2017. Um, and this is also within conjunction of the other Christian conservative think tank publication, the Washington Post. Bill and Hillary Clinton should be investigated by Mark Thiessen, November 20th, 2017. First paragraph, Bill Clinton. Oh, damn freaking scroll. President Donald Trump and critics are arguing that GOP calls for Justice Department to investigate Hillary Clinton and the Democratic ties to Russia are an effort to distract from real Russian investigation into political Trump-Russia collusion. No, they are not. Ever since Watergate, the mantra of all major corruption investigation has to fo- it has been to follow the money. Well, Americans on all political stripes should be outraged by the fact that both Democrats and Republicans in Washington are up to their eyeballs in Kremlin cash. Russian money found its way into the pockets of not only Trump advisors like Paul Manafort and Rick Gates, who are reportedly indicted by special counsel Robert Mueller, there's that name again, but also Democrat power lobbyist Tony Podesta, Bill Clinton, and the Clinton Foundation. This would suggest to 
to objective observers that Russia was using its money to influence both sides in order to advance Kremlin interests. And it means that any full or impartial investigation of Russia's efforts to influence our political process needs to follow the Russian money flowing into the coffers of the Clintons, their foundation, and top associates. Yeah. And then it goes on to talk about a new uh, a story by the New York Times back in 2015 about how the Russians were um, were able to get a majority stake in Uranium One. I mean, this thing. I, I mean, we're going. To, this is going to be like one of the top things that I'm going to post on the show page for this episode. And you read this article. I might actually have to archive this and put it in our forbidden library. <laughs> you read this and it was like, listen, you need to get a grip. You need to get a hold you of You want to go down the rabbit hole? You're going to open up that fucking door? You, Shit gets dark quick. A, a lot of people need to wake up and stop talking about Trump collusion and start talking about Russian collusion with both parties. Republicans and Democrats. This is from the Chicago Tribune. I don't think the Chicago Tribune is the most liberal or the most conservative news organizations out there. I don't think that they are the equivalent of Fox News. No. I think that they're pretty fair and balanced and they lean a little liberal. Or maybe they lean a lot liberal. I'm not sure. Well, as I understand it, the Tribune is owned by the Times. Okay. Because there's only like four newspaper or newspapers that really exist and everything else are just basically imprints of them you so as i understand it they're owned by the times and i may not be 100 percent correct on that but as, as i understand things so if that is the case then they're they're definitely left-leaning the idea that the clinton foundation was allowed to exist while hillary clinton was in the state department and hillary clinton it's the illusion of impropriety it's the illusion whether or not anything really happened or not i don't unless there's a full-blown investigation we'll never know unless there's an actual investigation and and let's focus on the second half of the Mueller report about how the the russians were trying to influence our elections and it's sort of like it's sort of like a gambler who puts chips down on both red and black at the roulette table. That's the best way. That's the best analogy I can think of. Yeah. About their strategy. You're always gonna. They're gonna head their hedge their bets because they, they don't know who's gonna fucking win. They they don't know. They they. Don't, I mean, they don't for know. all of the for all of the hay that was that was made about um, Barack Obama talking to the Russian ambassador or whatever he was and saying, let. Putin know that I'll have more leverage after the election. What the fuck did he do that benefited Russia so much why, after he won re-election? He really didn't do a whole hell of a lot. And here's the and here's the crazy thing: a lot of people are going to be talking about like, oh, what does this have to do with the metaphysical connection? This is this is the biggest conspiracy theory in the past ten years. This hell is yeah. this is almost as big as Watergate. It could be bigger. But the thing is, people do not want to focus their attention on their party and how their party is being influenced 
by a foreign government such as the Soviet. Yeah, I keep saying the Soviet Union. Listen to me, Russia. <laughs> hey, Eric. The eighties called. They want their foreign policy back. <laughs> <laughs> but the more that you look into uranium one. You sit down there and you look, you do a Google search of Uranium One. You're going to find things that you don't want to read. I mean, this is like juicy gossip. You look into um, Fusion GPS. There's a lot of things that are going to upset you and disturb you, especially if you're a Clinton fan. Like this, this is what your candidate did. But the thing is, is that she's not the only one. See, in that latter statement, is more important to me because Clinton, the Clintons are going to have political influence, but I think their days of, of being the face of power are over. Right. But the fact that it's not just Hillary Clinton and before anyone on the other side of the political spectrum gets on their high horse, it's not just Democrats. The Russians have their money and everyone's taking it. Everyone's taking it. Sure. It's like, the difference between the Republicans and the Democrats are which special interest groups they're serving, you know? And that's the thing that I think way too many people either don't want to admit or they're turning a blind eye to it because as long as they don't think about it too much, they won't realize it and then they won't have to turn a blind, you know what I mean? They won't have to be um, willfully ignorant. Oh, I had no idea they were taking that money. Well, why didn't you think about it for 30 seconds? I just want to know, why is Mick Jagger tweeting on Twitter right now? I'm just, oh, it's, oh, what? it's his, oh, it's his he's birthday. His, it's his birthday. Never mind. I'm like, oh my, high. oh my God, not, not Mick Jagger. He's, no. Um, he's, he's a rock star. He's high. Come on. Yeah. Okay. No, it's his birthday. That's all. <laughs> um, but to look at Russian influence and, and really, really look at Russian influence into our elections and that was a huge part of the Mueller report the Mueller report like really dug into the fact that the russians were trying to quote hack our elections right that was supposed to be the big impetus of it and right? it wasn't it well no because like everything in washington we want you to look into this but if you start seeing stuff about this if these names come up you can't mention them. This is not to be spread around to other aspects of political field in the political arena. So, you know, it just, it, if it's outside of Trump colluding with Russia, no one wants to know about it. Because yeah. the truth is, the people in Washington, the, the people that we elect into Washington, they know what they're guilty of. They think they know what the other people are guilty of, and they've got a reasonable idea of that. But the truth is, they know they're doing shady shit, and they don't want people looking into them. Nothing will put a sweat in a politician more than you're being investigated. Yeah. I mean, not that, you know, regular rank-and-file civilians don't get, you know, a little hinky when that comes up. Yeah. But, you know what I mean? It's just one of those, it's a phrase that terrifies people because yeah. no one wants to be investigated no one wants to have their dirty laundry aired for everyone to yeah. see i mean back in the 80s 70s 80s and maybe early 90s the most terrifying phrase you could ever hear is 
Mike Wallace is here and he'd like an interview because you, you know, that's because for me and maybe I'm imagining things like the media did their job and they didn't care who you were. Like if you knew that if 60 minutes was doing an investigation on you, you knew (laughs) that the department of justice or the attorney general or the district attorney were not that far behind. Right. Right. And this, by the way, is the same, organization that had walter cronkite on it who was it was it walter cronkite who was who was the guy that reported that even though he got dan news dan, that we dan, won the tet offensive he reported that it they did not that we lost the tet offensive it was i mean walter cronkite was like the first guy to say after the tet offensive um yeah this whole thing is lost i mean yeah. this is this is a i mean it, it, I mean, and uh, who what, I'm trying to think, was it um, Lyndon Johnson who said, well, shit, if I lost Walter Cronkite, I've lost the rest of the country. Yeah. And that was that was the end. And it was just like I, not to get off track or anything like that. But it's like that. there used to be people that you you knew to, for the most part, they were unbiased. And then you have right. then you have people or at least. You had plausible deniability that sure. they had a bias. Right. And now you have people like Brian Williams who fabricate stories to make what he did and what he reported sound more exciting than it, than it really was. And that right. News used to not be about being exciting. It used to be about facts. Facts are not always terribly exciting. I'm just going to tell now, you. I don't know if that's yeah. a reflection of changes in our society and that we're not willing to... Um, pay attention to something unless it is exciting it could be could be that it's that's a perception but you know when when they started worrying about viewership on news shows right i think is when it really started going down when it became 24 hour for profit news that's when things kind of went sideways here's which by the way that whole phrase 24 hour news is a fucking lie really? i worked third shift for 16 17 years something like that i can honestly tell you there is no 24-hour news cycle there's eight hours of news that they repeat every five hours that's it there's no different reporting that's going on at six or seven o'clock in the morning or two o'clock in the morning they're reporting on the same fucking stories (laughs) they are it annoys the hell out of me we've got a 24-hour news cycle now no we don't if you ever watch the news at two o'clock in the morning trust me actually they're no. talking about the same shit actually jay no i i i haven't i because i i have a life <laughs> hey they used to be my life fuck you <laughs> yeah yeah um but a lot of i mean looking at this and i wanted to sort of switch gears for a little bit because we're coming up on the on the on the hour mark um Jeez. yeah i know I mean, as as soon as you start talking about the Clinton Foundation and Fusion GPS, that's a deep rabbit hole. And, you know, and the Clinton Foundation, that's it. Um, I want to read you a tweet from Telsey Gabbard, and I want to get your hot take on this. In the hours following the first debate, while millions of Americans searched for info about Tulsi, Google suspended her search ad account without explanation. It is vital to our democracy that big tech companies can't affect outcome of elections that's her first tweet 
Google controls wow. 80% of the internet search in the United States. Given its control of our access to our information, Google's arbitrary, arbitrary suspension of the account of a presidential candidate should be a of big concern to all Americans. I'm the one who interjected the word big in there. Tweet okay. number three. Google's discrimination against our campaign reveals the danger of their dominance and how the dominance of big tech over public discourse threatens core American values. They threaten our democracy. And Tulsi will fight back on behalf of Americans. If she doesn't have your vote by now, wake the fuck up. Now, the thing is, is that we have on this podcast, we have talked endlessly about how they have removed articles that we've written on the Fedora Chronicles, and they're no longer found on um, on Google. On yeah. Google, perfect example. The information is not secure. I wonder if we could do that again. I think it's showing up now. I did because I did a check on it like three, four weeks ago. Let's see the information. The information is not secure. If you just type that in, there's a whole bunch of yeah, how to uh, geek stuff. Ask about certificates. Right. If I just put in your last name, Fisk. Okay, that's a good one. That's not still nothing. Uh, it, well, there is something from Frisk Edu, Fisk University, yep. Campus Security Department, which is interesting. Now, if you do, so let's type in Eric Fisk. It shows up. If you type in the information is not secure, Eric Fisk, that's the number one response yeah. is the Fedora Chronicles sure. rant. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of other things. I'm like, holy crap. I've written a lot of really good articles here. The enemy of my enemy is still the CIA. I'm shocked that they haven't removed that yet. Eh, <laughs> hey. I bet the CIA is out there going, eh, fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> He talks about UFOs in Area 51. How 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 serious can he really be? Yeah, right. The let's see. <laughs> so, oh man, but that is actually our friend um, at Mufon was actually on the news. Right. Oh, let's yeah, let's talk about that. Let's let's do let's do a little paranormal here. Yeah. So, um, Mufon. Mutual UFO Network. He w- did an interview. What the, What is the guy's name? Uh, it, this, the executive there for MUFON. His name on. should be a household name here. I wonder if we're talking about our good friend here. That's not him. Although I do have one complaint about MUFON. When they post a an ad, you can't mute the fucking thing. Right. So are you talking about Roger Marsh? And was he the one who was interviewed? Yeah, he was on uh, KTLA. I don't think it was Roger Marsh. I think it was someone yeah. else. I'm trying to remember what the hell his name is. Uh, John Hassan. Yep. Jan Hassan. Jan Hassan. He's the CEO and executive director of MUFON. Right. So, yeah, he was on, yeah, Jan C. Harzen. He was on um, KTLA, and he was discussing about it was started by something we reported on a few weeks ago with all the Navy pilots, and it's it's an old report. I think it was 2014, 2015. Um, a bunch of Navy pilots had come across um, UFOs. Right. And when we discussed it last, we were talking about how 
one of the top brass in, I think, the Joint Chiefs of Staff basically was on the news going, oh, yeah, we know there's UFOs. Oh, we yeah. Know we, don't know what, we don't know what the hell they're doing. <laughs> we know they're there. We just, we just know um, that for whatever reason, the military is now open to people coming out and saying, hey, here's a UFO sighting. Right. And the thing is, is why did they suddenly change their stance? Here's another news item. Well, Here, not only ahead. are they ch- suddenly changing their stance, but now you've got, I mean, five years ago, MUFON would have been a site that any quote-unquote honest journalist would have stayed away from. They wouldn't have mentioned it on their on their broadcast, unless I mean, even if you paid them, you would have had to pay them a shit ton of money, oh, yeah. like retirement money, because they don't want to ruin their careers by talking about this kind of thing. Hell no. And yet here they are. They have the CEO of MUFON on their show. And it looks like it was a fucking morning show of KTLA. I don't know where KTLA is. It's Los Angeles. But I'm assuming it's LA. It's Los Angeles. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, it is. Yeah. So, and they've got the fucking CEO on there. And not only did they have the CEO on there, but they actually let him talk about their, what is it they're doing there? They have like a convention or something that they're doing in Irvine, California. And they let him, you know, do a, do a, basically a, a free spot about that world is a changing my friend. Oh yeah. And I'm not quite sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing. going to read you this news item and you can actually find it on our Facebook group. We have a separate Facebook group just for the news of the week. Just do, just go to Facebook and just search Fedora Chronicles radio show and news of the week. You'll find our, our, our Facebook group where we post news stories that we might be talking about on the show or just go to facebook.com slash group slash Fedora Chronicles news. And one news item in particular that will give you nightmares we're not going to save this for bucket of head, arms, and legs, bodies sewn together in Arizona. What yeah, the fuck. Testimony has begun in a horror story out of Arizona, and this is from, uh, let's see, it is Channel Six, Albany, Albany. What? Uh, I don't know. There's an Albany, New York. Yeah, I, I don't know. If, it. I don't know if this is the same. Why one. the hell are they reporting on shit in Arizona? Though? Who knows. Testimony has begun in a in a horror story out of Arizona after buckets of body parts and heads, bodies, and genitalia of different people were sewn together and hung up on the wall. Oh, that's got a fucking stink. Oh, the, my uh, the, God. In the desert in Arizona? The Ugh. FBI. Well, the thing is, is that it's like, it's like, well, it's a dry heat, Jay. The FBI I raided. Live the, I live in the fucking desert. Don't tell me yeah. that shit. It still stinks. All right. Yeah, you, Yeah. <laughs> The FBI raided Biological Resource Center in 2014. Now a lawsuit is providing a more gruesome details of the body donation and tissue bank facility in Phoenix. I think I'm about to get sick. Here's an expert excerpt of what the FBI found. A cooler filled with male genitalia, bucket of heads, arms, legs, infected Well, I'm heads. never going to say suck a bag of dicks again. No, you're not. because It's now suck a bucket of dicks. Exactly. The testimony included one of the most disturbing findings, a small woman's head sewn onto a large male torso like Frankenstein hung up on the wall. And yeah, I don't think you really... And of course... And of course, there's another story. Raw zombie chicken crawls from plate in restaurant. Okay. 
<laughs> zombie chicken calls from the <laughs> it's on CBS. Yeah. Oh, and it's on, no, it's trending. That's one of the trending articles on CBS. Yeah. Well, like, given this time of day, it's probably a bunch of people who are just like, <laughs> yeah, zombie chickens, man. <laughs> Fuck them. You know, I mean, the hell. <laughs> oh my god. Yep. So there's there's that story. Just uh, I mean, and I have I I have seen. But if you just do a Google search of bodies sewn together in Arizona, you get some really macabre stuff. Wow. This is one of the reasons why I tell my kids not to look at my search history. That's okay. There's someone right now in some little place in Washington looking at this shit going, yeah. I don't know, you think he's a sci-fi writer? I, mean, <laughs> I don't know, Bob, either that or we're going to have to send a team up there to have a talk to him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, and just clicking on on some of the images here is just like, ah, nope, I'm done. The Hill. Yep. They're reporting it on The Hill. Yep. Yep. Call it a night. That's it. Eight families who donated the bodies of their loved ones to the facility where bodies were processed after being donated for science filed a civil lawsuit on Monday. All right. So the guy who sewed all this together, was his last name Frankenstein? No. It's for science. <laughs> yep. Sewn together in Frankenstein Jeez. manner. But that just, you know, but here's the, this is the sick part. This is the sickest part of, of this show. Talking about jumping down a rabbit hole. This is multiple news stories are reporting on this. Epstein found injured on the floor of NYC jail cell sources. Do a search of Jeffrey Epstein. Latest. Now. Yes. In the video that I saw, the Fox Fox and Friends in the Morning video, that um. The reporter brought up a good point in that we don't know if this was some sort of bid by him so that he could go to a better facility. In other words, did he did he do this? Is this not really a suicide attempt, but is it supposed to look like a suicide attempt so he'll have, you know, he'll be in better quarters? Because where they're keeping him is a shit place, which, right. in my opinion, is where he belongs. But, you know, that's me. I'm a little unforgiving as far as these things go. So... It could be that this is a bid for him to get better treatment. Yeah. This could be genuine suicide attempt. I don't think so. He's arrogant, he's rich, and he's got a lot of powerful friends. I don't think this is a suicide attempt. I think this is a a, a bid of, I don't want to say sympathy, but a bid to get him into better living conditions. Because, you know, that's for the rabble. That's not for people like him. Yeah. You know what? I mean, the one thing that I really love about this show is that you and I can have a reasonable disagreement. Yeah. You and I can look at a news story and, and we like, and I can tell you, Jay, I think you're full of shit on this one and it's not personal. <laughs> no, Jay, you're full of shit on this. I don't think that's, ex I don't think that's, a, that's what happened at all. I, I don't think he did it himself. Oh, if it was, if it was another prisoner, he'd be dead. You really think so? I completely think all so. All right. Because I think what happened to Jeffrey Dahmer. 
Guy had a broom shoved up his ass and broken off. Hey, Jeffrey Dahmer says he wants to have a couple of friends over for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> the nice candy. <laughs> um, I don't know. I honest, I I honestly do not know if whether or not that it was an actual suicide attempt, or somebody tried to suicide him and make it look like a suicide. I don't know if somebody like um, started to strangle him and whispered into his ear, "Hey, it's from the Clintons. You better learn to keep your <laughs> mouth shut." Bubba says, "Bill Hello. and Hillary say hi." <laughs> how do you how do you not know that that's not what happened? Also, in like. I- in light of everything that we've said in this in this episode already, how how do you how do you know that somebody's not in prison sending him a message to keep his mouth shut? I, I know it sounds like a crazy conspiracy theory, Jay. I well, know it sounds crazy. Half the fun of the show, actually. I know it sounds like a crazy conspiracy theory, but I'm willing to bet that maybe somebody is trying to send a message to him in prison, telling him to shut his mouth, starting with and ending with a, quote, botched, unquote, suicide attempt. Is, is he trying to get attention? Is he, try, is he trying to, you know, is he trying to, quote, commit suicide to get out of that horrible prison? Or was somebody trying to suicide him or, or rough him up a little bit and tell him, next time, next time I do this, it's going to be for real? Yeah, but... but- what would be the point of the warning? To tell him to keep his mouth shut. Yeah, but if they could get there to deliver a warning, they could get there to just end him and not have to worry about it. Is my point. I have no. Well, so while we sit, while we're sitting here, breaking news from Democracy Now! report: Jeffrey Epstein referred young women to work for Charlie Rose. <laughs> Charlie Rose was a reporter, wasn't he? Charlie Rose had the Charlie Rose show. What a coincidence. Charlie Rose. And didn't he didn't he get get thrown out because of um part of the Me Too thing? Sexual harassment at the workplace. Yeah. And um Charlie, 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 Charlie. You know. So you look at this and it was there's a lot of news stories that are still coming out. Um and of course, the thing is, oh, and Rolling Stone has to interject here. A Jeff, Jeffrey Epstein Clinton conspiracy theory was trending, and that's a problem. And the thing is, is that no, I don't think it's a problem. I think that if people are starting to, to, to connect the dots, as it were, and asking questions, it's one thing to connect the dots and ask questions. It's another thing to connect the dots and demand that, oh, hey, everybody, pay attention to me. I've got this thing. I broke the case. I, I know what really happened. See, on August 31st, Jeffrey Epstein was abducted by gray aliens from Proxama <laughs> Centauri. And they had a mind meld with him with an anal probe. And they said, Jeffrey, we need you to use Child Eric, trafficking. You told me you weren't going to drink early in the morning. <laughs> you said no more smoking your breakfast. You told me. Uh, it's the it's always the anal probes. Why is it always the anal probes? What <laughs> because it's funny. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's it's funny. 
And you, you kind of ask yourself, I mean, the thing is, if you did a mind meld with an anal probe, I think that should be the title of this week's episode. It probably won't, but I'm just saying. But it's a, it's the, I mean, the conspiracy theories surrounding Jeffrey Epstein tells, it, it tells you one thing you really need to pay attention to. You really need to pay attention to this where the rich and powerful are able to be influenced by somebody like the likes of, and maybe this is how we should end the show, Jay. The rich and powerful are able to be influenced by foreign governments offering buckets of cash and characters like Jeffrey Epstein who hook them up with underage prostitutes and sex slaves for political influence. How, how is Jeffrey Epstein a billionaire? How, how did he become a billionaire again? I don't, and that's not a hard question to ask. That's a question you should be asking. Right. And, and I, I'm just going to do a quick Google search on that. How did Jeffrey Epstein, Stein, Stein, yeah. is it EI? Anyway. I'm looking at right here. Jeffrey Edward Epstein is an American financier and registered sex offender. Epstein began his career in finance as an investment for um, career in finance at the investment bank Bear Stearns before forming his own firm, J. Epstein and, and Company. Okay, so this is from a NewYorkMag.com, NYMag.com, right. Intelligencer. Billionaire is a word that's often thrown around when discussing Jeffrey Epstein, but unlike some of his other common modifiers, convicted sex offender, pedophile, there's scant proof as to his financial bona fides. The bulk of Epstein's wealth is believed to come from his money management firm for 10-figure investors, although his only known client is Victoria's Secret founder, Les Wexner, who reportedly ditched Epstein over a decade, decade ago. Yeah. After sex trafficking charges were handed down Monday, executive suite financiers discussed how absent Epstein was from the field. He's supposed to run an enormous foreign exchange trading firm, said Enrique Diaz Alvarez, chief risk officer at Ebury. But I never once heard of him or his firm or anyone who worked or traded with him. And as Forbes wrote in, 2010, in a 2010 blog post with a very direct title, sex offender Jeffrey Epstein is not a billionaire. His money management firm based in the U.S. Virgin Islands generates no public records, nor has his client list ever been released. Sounds to me like he made his money trading in sex slaves. Yeah, because now you now have that all, is now you pure ha- conjecture. Now you have all these people yeah. who are asking the same questions. How did he become a billionaire? Yeah. That's pretty weird. You know, a lot of people say, oh, no, we, we never worked with this guy. Who's, who's, who's Jared Epstein? Who? What? Yeah, right. What? I don't know. Now, are they saying that because of the bad? Um, they don't, you know, they don't want the stink to spread. Yeah. Are they saying that because they never really dealt with him? Wouldn't you? Wouldn't Wouldn't you deny knowing this guy? Yeah, I mean, well, that's just it. I mean, I'm I'm a little too honest for my own good sometimes. I just said, yeah, I, I all I knew is he was the guy that ran the firm. I didn't know him personally you know what i mean i would distance myself but i wouldn't deny that i did business sure. with. because really all they have to do is just you know just do a nexus lexus search 
which is a yeah, search they can engine. Find out. Yeah, it's all public record. I mean, there are search engines that just specialize in just publications. Oh well, here we have this New York Times article about you know from 2006 you gushing about how what a wonderful guy jeffrey epstein is and how he's you know the godfather of three of your kids you want to like you know seriously <laughs> do you do you, do you want to retract that statement mr muller <laughs> <laughs> you know and by the way no we're making a joke we're not saying that robert muller <laughs> has anything to do with jeffrey epstein although people are probably all all over the You're world not saying it <laughs> there are people all over the world totally joking oh there are probably people all over the world listening to our podcast that they are now doing a google search of jeffrey epstein robert muller right now <laughs> and they're probably going fuck you cousin oh you asshole <laughs> i'm a bad man <laughs> Well, sweet Jesus, there actually there actually are Are you serious? There are actual news stories, but it's just like the news of the day news stories. Oh, okay. They're not yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, that's just Oh, this is this is crazy. this is crazy. This is crazy right here. Holy crap. See, the thing is you can do a search of anything. You can do a search of anything. Okay, you... Media Matters. Far-right conspiracy theory that Robert Mueller helped facilitate disgraced financier Jeffrey Epstein's 2008 non-prosecution. <laughs> you got to love Media Matters. Oh, yeah. Here's here, Okay, for, but he, hey, here this is from AP News. APNews.com. Mueller didn't strike plea deal with Jeffrey Epstein. Claim the FBI under Robert Mueller let billionaire financier Jeffrey Epstein off with a weak plea deal after dozens of young girls accused him of sexual assault. Fact, Twitter and Facebook posts wrongly fault Mueller, the director of the FBI at the time, for a 2008 secret plea deal. So, yeah. Thanks, Twitter. Thanks, thanks Facebook, for muddying the waters. Oh, my gosh. I mean, it's the, hey, it's there. People are saying, hey. Oh, and then here we go. CNBC, seven days ago, George Nader, a key witness in special counsel Robert Mueller's investigation, is accused of transporting boy for sex. That's some sick stuff. Yep. So, I mean, the thing is, is like, if, if you look hard enough, you will find evidence that will prove whatever it is you want to prove. <laughs> well, there's Rule 34. Apparently, that must be like Rule 32 or something. Yep. Which is? It's just, you, you, know, you know what Rule 34 I is. I know, but our listeners don't. Or some of our listeners don't. All right. Rule 34 is, if it exists, there is porn of it on the internet. That's what Rule 34 states. So perhaps Rule 32 should state, um, if it's been thought of, there's evidence for it on the internet. Here you go. Rule 34, Urban Dictionary. If it exists, there is a porn of it. If there isn't, <laughs> there will be. <laughs> only, only one known exception, Rule 34 itself. <laughs> That's hilarious. It's out there. It's, I, I didn't know about that exception. <laughs> It's, I mean, that, that's got to take a real creative mind to come up with 
Rule 34 porn. Oh, man. All right. <laughs> I'm not telling I'm not telling you. I'm not telling you to come at, you know, don't ask, don't tell. In retrospect, maybe don't ask, don't tell was probably a good idea for a lot of straight people as well. Uh, okay, no. Just because my parents might be listening, I am not going to invent porn of Rule Thirty Four just to prove the exception to the rule. I'm gonna I'm gonna make the deal even sweeter. Okay, oh, shit. You got to create no. Rule Thirty Four porn using your Road Warrior Mad Max costume, and and <sighs> no, I will nope. I will send you your bottle of rum. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Sailor Jerry's not my best friend, okay? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, when I saw that, when I saw that in the liquor cabinet with the other yeah. stuff, I literally heard the theme from the <laughs> from the omen in my head. <laughs> no! <laughs> so wait a minute, wait a minute. Did I really play my saxophone drunk on your porch? I have the pictures to prove it. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Just apologize to your neighbors for me. <laughs> oh no, they 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 want to know where we can get the album. <laughs> your, your neighbors have horrible taste in music. <laughs> <laughs> when you read the liner notes in, in Jay's album, he says special thanks. <laughs> to pirate Jerry's rum, you know. So I think uh, that I think that we've proved a lot today. I think that we've we've proven that we can take any uh, any topic and just drive it into the ground and 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 make jokes about. <laughs> yes, we have no pride. I, I or I, shame. <laughs> and the thing is, is that I mean, because the thing is, there are so many other things that we wanted to talk about. In this episode here, maybe we should maybe we should do a rapid fire. All right, all right, all let's right. Do it. Um, and I got, then I got and, five minutes before I need to pretend to work. I mean, go to work. Oh, I'm not going to tell you. So the thing is, is that we talked about we we talked about the bucket of heads, arms, and legs. Um, yep. From that, um, we all now last week we talked about. Did we not talk about the vital app? Face app now owns access to more than 150 million people. Yeah, I think you and I discussed. And I don't remember if we discussed it on on the radio or not. And I'm going to blame Sari, Sailor Jerry for that one as well. So, I think I think that I, so. Now here's the question: What yeah. can they do with it? So they own they own the faces and names of right. all of these people. So what can they do with it? Well, the the thing right. is, is, well, they yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, because I mean, for me, it what they are trying to do. What somebody is trying to do is use this AI algorithm to sort of like, if you go missing and you're missing for 20 years, this is the last picture that we have of Jay. This is probably what he looks like today. Right. That's, I think that that's an, I think that's a, a pretty good application of that. Don't you? Don't you? Yeah, but that's like an honest application of it. And we're talking about people here. So I assume that they're going to do something nefarious. We're talking it. about Russians again. Russians are people. Why would why would the Russians want that information? I, it, well, the the truth is, again, you got to look at the motivation. Chances are, 
what they're really going to end up doing with it is they're going there's going to be a whole bunch you're going to find that you've done a lot of reviews for things right over the next few months if you've used that app and there'll yep. be a picture of you and your name saying i totally approve of the penis enlarger so right. you know those are the kinds of things that are going to happen because they're going to yep. get paid to make false promotions of products yeah it's quick easy cash all they gotta do is write something they don't have to use their own name and face and they don't really give a shit if they're screwing things up for someone else somewhere they're criminals that's yeah. what they do yeah so uh, and, and of course the thing is is that there's so many there are so many hot topics and i think that like those are the biggest hot topics that we actually talked about today like this week and it was just like I think that that's like when they do a year in review, they're one of the top stories I think is how the Mueller report became a dud, and during the same month, the story about Jeffrey Ep yeah Jeffrey Epstein unraveled a lot of things for some of the rich and famous people. I think that this is and the Jeffrey Epstein thing is that's not that's not going away. By the time, no. we, by, by, by the next time Thursday or Friday of next week rolls around, I think that we'll we'll be well into August or at the or at the end of yeah, like be, it, it's the end of July, beginning of August. Right, because the thing week. is, is like if we record our next podcast on August first, first, there's probably going to be another Jeffrey Epstein bombshell. Right, I would maybe he will have committed suicide. Maybe he, so he, someone will have committed suicide for him. I will, I will guarantee you right now, and, I, and I'm, 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 I'm putting it right now. One of two, one of two things are going to happen. Either there's going to be another bombshell about Jeffrey Epstein, or there's going to be something in the news that's going to make us forget about Jeffrey yep. Epstein and there are going to be people who are going to be screaming conspiracy theory because how come we're not talking about Jeffrey Epstein anymore? Well, and the truth is you're probably exactly right on that because that's the way those things happen, right? We're not going to talk about Jeffrey Epstein for a while, most likely because something is going to happen that's going to distract us from it. Um, whether or not that is a manufactured distraction or an honest distraction, yeah. i.e., something like you know massive earthquake hits yeah okay i can see us not talking about a billionaire pedophile because you know millions of people are dead or injured or whatever right um not to downplay that as a tragedy but i can see that being a valid reason to stop talking about this sicko yeah um and not sicko this evil bastard i want to clarify that right um but if it's something like you know oh look um there were the swamp gases actually do make you think you see FB, you know UFOs. Yeah. If it's something like that, yeah, that's. I think there's a some conspiracy theories start with a valid point and then they just kind of take a left turn into holy shit, that's hilarious. Yeah, but we'll have to see. We'll have to see how it goes. Yeah, I'm unlike you. I am not going to try and predict the future because I have not had any sailor Jerry today. Not today. Today. You've survived another podcast from the Fedora Chronicles Network. Find out more about us by visiting our homepage, thefedorachronicles.com. You can support the show by visiting our Zazzle page. Exactly 12.5% of every purchase goes to keeping this and other shows on the Fedora Chronicles Network on the air. 
That's Zazzle.com slash Fedora Chronicles. Or you can become a Patreon. Click the link. And for a mere dollar a month, you will get early access to the podcast, updates on what we're working on, and so much more. Thanks for all your support in advance, and thank you to our listeners who have already contributed. Don't forget to search for the Fedora Chronicles on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, where we will be keeping you posted on what's happening. Be sure to join the Fedora Chronicles radio show Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash Fedora Chronicles news. On behalf of Jason and myself, this is Eric Render King Fisk signing off. Keep your chins up and your fedoras on. It's getting, I looked up.